Eva Cardigrail, a Spartacus Sportsline on Scarab Bay Queen's Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to Sportsline here on Scarab Bay Queen's Radio in association with Dark Credit Union. And on today's show, obviously, it's all camogie and hurling. Of course, the weekend is in it, the All Ireland semi finals. We have a quick look back to the Clare's uh, camogie campaign, which ended unfortunately la- last weekend. And we wish their juniors the very best of luck in the All Ireland qualifying later on today. I'm joined, as always, here with Pat, by Pat McNamara. And Pat, you're welcome. And first of all, Pat, yeah. All Ireland semi final weekend, Pat. And believe you me, you'd hardly notice on. Yeah, it, things are kind of quiet, I suppose. All the secrecy from the, the camps, and I think it's not just Clare camp. I think, or off the air, they were here in Kilkenny camp and all the other county camps are now keeping everything very secret. Players can't speak to the, to the press. They can't speak to their families hardly. Uh, with orders being being, you know, that that everything is kept in house. But um, as well as that, the season, the glamour games now are from. You could say late April till mid-July, it's over. So there's practically eight months with no glamour, tides and hurling. A few league matches early in the year. I know the club championship is fantastic, but that's at a local level. So when you see the publicity, soccer and rugby get through all the competitions, all the TV, all the interviews, all the stuff online. And hurling is keeping mum. Nobody can talk. Nobody can talk about the game or injuries or what's going on, who's going on in training. I think we're missing a big chance to promote the game. And I think there should be open nights. There should be... Kids brought in to meet the players, and there should be so much stuff going on with photographs and selfies and all that. But uh, at the moment, you can only do it after games if you let on the pitch. And I think I think missing a big chance to promote what is the best game going. I think Pat, this is a discussion we're going to have again at a future date because it's a subject yeah. that has Why to be secret. Has to be looked at. Mm-hmm. And now we we turn uh, to first of all to Komogi, and now we're delighted to be joined on the line by men well versed in all uh, GAA matters, a uh, former Ireland club medal winner with his club Saint Joseph. Extensive coaching knowledge all over uh, the, the country. Men, very good as part of our commentary team here on Scarif Bay Queen's Radio. It's Patsy Fahey. Patsy, you're welcome once again. Thanks very much, Leon. Appreciate it. Thank you. Patsy, I suppose, look at first of all, a major weekend ahead with the All Ireland uh, semi finals. Of course, there's also the small matter of an All Ireland junior uh, Camogie quarter final. Uh, but uh, first of all, Petsy, we have to look back to, to last weekend. Then, unfortunately, uh, another year gone by for the Clare Senior Camogie team and exiting the championship at the group stages. Yeah, very disappointing. I mean, I was there at that match last week now, and it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was a very, very poor performance. I mean, to get trimmed like that by, 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 by Cork in your own backyard and, you know we would always pride ourselves in Clare no matter if it's men or, 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 or ladies that your home patch is the patch to you know to, to really battle hard and, 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 and go at it and I think most of us expected Leo going into the game that you know why we were underdogs I mean Cork are, are, are in the top four the top, the top two champions you know over the last few years I, I expected maybe with 10 minutes to go that the game would be tight um, I, I was totally wrong I was bamboozled really by, by, by Clare's Tactics that the, 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 the amount of space that was afforded to Cork, especially in the full forward, full forward line. I mean, poor Susan, um, poor Susan Daly, there was full back. I mean, she got no cover. I mean, Brian Nolan did something similar maybe in the men's, uh, in, in the Munster final. That's key. Nolan got no cover either. This, this is very much similar. And we, people should be learning now at this stage that when, when Cork have two lively forwards kind of on the D, and space is, is at either side of them. They're going to pop it into space. And unfortunately, Cork had the pace, they had the physicality, and then, like alarm bells should have 
30 seconds of that game when John Murphy had to, had to produce a save, Leo. You know, so things, things were wrong from the start. I, I don't think we set up right. I mean, uh, whatever tactically Cork wanted to do, they'd done it to us. And we were with a gale and we and we down 266 points at half time. It was, it, it, and it just went from bad to in the second half. So, look at um, a very fascinating uh, experience. Um, the one thing I'll say about, about Claire Camogie, a tough group, you know what I mean. They got Cork and Galway, which is which is which is which is two of the up the the, the the elite teams in the Camogie. That happens. I mean, but Clare seems to be getting the, the tough draws all the time. But again, you know, they got the win against Down up and Down, a hard fought win. But I mean, is 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 we're talking about getting to the next level now for a good few years now. Clare Camogie and the seniors, and we're just not getting there. And I'm not sure is is the progression at the moment um, that I saw over the year that I that I looked at Clare Camogie this year. And, and Patsy, you know, they, as you said, as you mentioned earlier, they got the win over down, uh, up and down, you know, uh, which was a great one. And the pressure was off. They had two free hits. Now they took Galway to three points. Now maybe it was comfortable for Galway and in, but it just you just wonder how you can go from a performance against Galway where you're in contention relatively to such a poor performance last Saturday against Cork. Yeah, it, 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 it was a very surprising performance. I mean, but I, I, I like okay, we can we can pinpoint the the the, the poor injury team or Kelly to start. But again, that was probably the forward play that we lost a, a very good forward. But we weren't getting the ball up there anyway. You know, we were we were living off scraps. I mean, clear of living living off place balls all year long. And let's call it spade a spade. We're not getting the, the free flowing scores from play like other teams are doing in the country. So we're, we're living off Lorna McNamara's freeze a lot, and and it's it's not gonna it's not gonna carry you into to getting the the big W's in in the crunch time in in senior championship. Like we've got two massive trimmings this year, lads, with uh, monster final defeat down against Tipperary. And there's the prime template there of, of what Tipperary. Very disappointing Tipperary last year, and all of a sudden they rally they circled the wagons down below there, and they're, they're they're a serious force to be reckoned with this year, and 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 and, and really took care to the cleaners down below in the monster final. So two big big performances. That Clare were looking for a Munster final and a last round championship um, do or die game against Cork and we fail miserably it's, it's a very tough pill to swallow I don't know where we go from here lads there's a start again that we need to maybe gather the, gather the, the academies and all that kind of stuff and, and go from the underage do something like the lads were doing and go from there because we, we might lose a generation here if we're, if we're not careful uh, on the Clare Camogie and that would be very disappointing that, that, we, that you know Clare are, are you know we're, 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 you know they're trying to push forward with, with Father McNamara Park and you know the facilities are great and, and great sponsors and all that kind of stuff but we're just not putting the product on the field at the moment Leo which is very very disappointing and Patsy you're talking about going back to underage and you know we, we, we've set this put this point in motion here on Sportsline Scarpe News Radio you know Clare are now playing a minor A shield competition. They're playing under sixteen shield competition, relatively division two competitions. Uh, for going forward, really, it's you know when the Clare the Clare had success at, at minor level a couple of years ago. Now they didn't bring in All Ireland, but they brought two or three Munster championships, which was um, and got to two All Ireland finals, which was was great progress. And however, now they're playing down lower divisions, and you know it's very hard to see. You know, I, and I know some personnel have wanted to get involved in the Camogie uh, at Underage and haven't been allowed in, I don't know, for whatever reason or whatever, you know what I mean? But it's a long way back, Patsy. It is, it is, it is. And it, it's, look, it's, it's going to have to be, what do they call a ranch, um, um, you know, and and sit down and say, where are we actually going? I know the juniors are, are playing today and really they are probably the for the competition, if not the favourites. You know, so Claire, like, would, would, you know, hopefully 
get get over the line finally. I mean, they're at it a long time you now trying to get win this junior talent. You know, but again, it's another level up if you do win it now. You know, and it's another level that can clear compete at that next level at the intermediate level. We'll say, or are they going to get you know uh, a few beatings and maybe you know be, uh, you know not 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 be how would you say competitive. And that's the key word. You have to be competitive in matches. And unfortunately, when, when push comes to shove a lot of the time in the senior level, like we look a little bit kind of light. We look not as not as strong as other teams. And other teams are down the line a bit more. The Galways, the Cox, the Kenny's. But I mean, we just have to put something in place now that in a few years' time that we have the, the, the people to match the strength of, a, of an Evo D. Do you know what I mean? The strength, match the strength of a Claire Herrer, the Kira Gorgans, but also building, you know, more fitness and more, 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 more skill set. The skill set is still, you know, we need to be stick passing at 25, 30 yards to hand, you know, give and go, you know, stuff like that. It's breaking down a lot for Clare. And that's what's costing the scores as well. You know, so it's just, we're obviously missing forwards. We're missing forwards for a long time in Clare. We're just going to have to go outside the box and and, and scour the, the county in, in, in any level, really. I know senior level is probably one to think, but there's always one or two in every club. I know myself, I'm involved in Camogie. There's always one or two, you'd say, like, she, she, she could be moulded into a player. Someone has to be moulded somewhere. I mean, I'll go back to the 90s and idea. You, you always find somewhere to say, that man could be a player. Look, they did it himself with, with, with Tanner Clancy and the Liam Dials of this world and all that. They molded players to, to, to fit a, a generation and, 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 and fitted them into a team and got the, got the balance right. The balance is, is, is crucial in any team. I know it's difficult when you're involved in club level, but at county level, you know, you should be getting the, the elite. You know, and I, and I think a few of the elite players and Clare are playing for the county for some reason or the other. So that has to has to change as well if Clare want to be successful at the top. Well, Patsy, I think it's quite clear, you know, why uh, certain players aren't involved in the county and they've made their feelings quite known. But it just these these feelings just don't seem to be taken on board. And you know, I, I think they've said it more than once. But even going back to your your your, your talk about having a root and branch. There's been a good few managements now where they've said they'd go back and they, you know, they have to get straight in condition. We still don't seem to be any further down the line than we were seven or eight years ago. No, it doesn't. And that's that, that's really really what when I was coming out of Cusick Park, that's what really scratched my head last week. And I and I and I kind of said that. I said, are we any further down the road three or four years later? You know, it's 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 very disappointing. It must be very disheartening for the players as well. They have put in massive effort. You know, massive training nights, massive gym work, massive everything to get up to a level and you're still coming up short. But I mean, short going down fighting is another thing. You can probably take in a small, small <coughs> few positives out of it and drive it on into next year. But getting 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 trimmed like that, um, you know, in a couple of big matches this year, Munster final and that do or die knockout against Cork, that leaves a very sour taste in the mouth. And you know, and you know, it all it takes is a couple of the big guns for Clare, and we all know who the big guns are in Clare, to maybe decide, you know, I might go travelling next year or maybe work commitments could come in your way and all of a sudden you're losing some key senior players then and I'm wondering is there enough is there enough you know bodies coming leaders you know really experienced coming up to take over from that mental other than that you know we could be we could be struggling against you know the the, the, the middle order again you know we we were trying to break into the top six with the, and that's 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 farther down the field than we ever were now at the moment Patsy, you're as familiar with the, the club scene in Clare Camogie as anyone, and, and we are as well recently, obviously, through covering matches here for Scarif Bay, and uh, I know you've obviously had an interest and indeed a deep involvement at times, as you have now, but the club scene in Clare is, is reasonably competitive. I think at senior level and intermediate, we don't see that many junior games. I mean, I think it's a decent standard. I think there's a decent level of competitiveness intensity. Uh, we saw great matches there uh, in the finals and semi-finals in recent years. Scarif Agunlein, Kilnamona, uh, Truclan, Newmarket, all those teams involved. So, if 
the players seem to be there and they seem to be strong and physical and intense at club level. What needs then to be done is, it seems to be, is a coordinated... Uh, that's not been drawn together properly, you know, by, by, by all the powers involved in running the county teams. That the potential should be there, but there needs to be a kind of a, a way of getting it all together and pulling in the best players and getting the most out of these, these, these good players that we have in terms of club. Because the club scene is strong and they've proven that in Munster. Yeah, look at uh, Pat. I, 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 I come across it in clubs. You know, I'm involved in clubs. You know what I mean? But I, as a trainer or a manager, right, and if I'm involved in the club team, I want them girls three times a week. It has to be done three times a week to improve any club player, right, three times a week. Like, when you get the club player improved... That girl can, can can progress to the next level, whether it will be a county minor or, or a county junior or, or, or a county senior. Someone could be spotted in championship then after that. But unfortunately, there's so much things going on for girls in this county. Yeah. Football is, is, is a key area as well. Anyone that's involved in Jewel, it's really, really tough in a camogie scene to get three nights a week. You can only do the two and can you two properly because the, the football match on the following night. Like, look what the clear, look what the clear. Look what the Clare have to put up with now. We have to put up a senior championship on a Friday night, right? And then a couple, of, a couple in the next couple of rounds, would we'll say you have nothing on a Sunday, but you have a couple of football games on Sunday. Then that's twenty-four hours of recovery for a girl to go out and play a senior championship football match as well. In the middle of all that, you've got minor championship on a Wednesday night, minor championship Wednesday, senior championship on Sunday, and some girls are playing a club football championship then on a Sunday. Like that is absolutely crazy. And in one case, we have a situation where we're playing senior championship on Saturday and there's club football on Sunday. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, that is just absolutely ridiculous. We need to, to really ruin the hatches. And this is going to know the LGFA and that sure they can't get it right on the, on the, on the inter-county yes, team, let exactly. alone the club scene. You know, so this is crazy stuff. Girls are, are facing burnout and managers and coaches like myself and like cannot get the best out of your players if you have to mind them. All you're doing is just coaxing them along and, and just, just, just kind of nearly gathering recovery sessions in during the week. And that affects the real, the real championship calibre that we want to, want to uh, you know, to watch and come Patsy, Friday night. I'm sorry, on that point, if I may come in there while it's in my head, is Clare suffering more at that, at the, from this aspect of things than other people say? I, I associate the Galway Camogie area with kind of being away from the football area and that there mightn't be a massive amount of dual players down South Galway, East Galway, where the Camogie is strong. Also, Cork have the opposite of the numbers. I know there's some outstanding dual players in the history of Cork, you can, we can mention this minute, but they have enough numbers in both to be absolutely very, very strong. Tip, I know have a few dual players as well, but is Clare suffering more than the other strongish counties in terms of the dual player? Well, I think from the club point of it, definitely, Pat. I yeah, think so. Yeah, you know the, what I mean? I, scene, I can yeah. feed myself for involved. I mean, I've been involved in a couple of clubs where there's dual involved. Like, I'd love to have a club that's just camogie only. You know, it really, really, you can really improve players when they're with you dedicated for three nights a week. And in fairness to the girls, sometimes they're just, you know, you, you can't get them out three nights a week. Yeah. You can only go to twice a week and there's a bit of a gap between the sessions then because they have football in between that. It's very, very difficult for girls, you know what I mean? And especially with the younger generation. And unfortunately, more senior clubs, they're relying on their minors to maybe make up the, the, the extra four or five spots on the team, Pat. You know what I mean? And, and course, you know, yeah. so everyone's relying on the, on the, on the up and coming girls to, to, make, to make a spot. But it's very, 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 very difficult at the moment. I mean, it's 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 not easy, but something has to be worked out soon, or 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 Clare Camogie will suffer even more down the line. Let's. And and Petsy, you know, we're looking at the team, the players and the Clare senior team, and there's no doubt they go out to to give their best. 
But I, I'm just looking at some of the club teams uh, here uh, out out this way, and I look at Ina Kilmona, they were successful. Unfortunately, they didn't bring a monster club. Scarfogunda brought uh, two monster clubs. But there's maybe some ladies playing for Clare at the moment and on the pen wouldn't make those club teams at, 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 at those times. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, that's the calibre of player that, that was playing. I know they're not all committed to the county. We also had a fella that, that, that went, maybe looked for the Clare job last year, was willing to take it on. He didn't even get an interview until until the Clare position was nearly filled, you know, until he was yeah. they knew he was getting another job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, with, and, I and, and I have nothing against the, the Clare manager at the moment. He done his very, very best with what he had. You know what I mean? That's, you, you can only play with what you have in front of you. But there seems to be a total... Uh, everything isn't pulling in the one direction. And, and I think that's quite obvious to everyone in the county. But the powers that be just don't want to see, don't want to look at this. Yeah, I kind of said at the start of the year, you know, did, you, know did you remember, I kind of, you asked me about the Camogie going forward and for the year ahead, and I, I kind of said that like, John, I, I, I sold you with John for a few years, like, and I just thought John, John would have, would have, I, I, I said it at the, at the time, tiered, tiered house, maybe got a few fresh voices in because I know myself. I, you're, you're there in the club team for two or three years. People, people kind of get sick of hearing you, and you, you, you kind of know when you, when you, when you, when you have to move on. And that's 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 the beauty of of of, of, a, of a man or a, or a woman knowing knowing when to move on. You know, move when the voices are getting a bit old, and players need fresh voices. It's like a new coach coming in. You know, and that's what I was always saying about Claire. Maybe Claire need to go outside and and, and give a couple of euros to, to to a winner, a born winner that has been around the Galway scene, the Cork scene, the Tipperary scene. I see Liam Cronin t- training the Cork team last week. You know what I mean? He's going to be involved in a role this year for the senior men. You know, so guys like that are, are hard to come by. I know, but I'm just saying that maybe Claire need to need to find uh, a top class coach to get to get it up and running. But also tactically on the line as well. Let's. I, I, I'm not sure who, who makes the calls in line, but tactically we were we were we were very naive last Sunday as well. And maybe if that was quicker. We could have we we could have held in the game a bit more. But I'm just saying it just no it just I just fresh voices are absolutely vital, and especially in intercounty. It doesn't matter if it's a doctor, physio, or anyone like that. People like to hear fresh voices, fresh encouragement, and 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 and, and you know. And if someone has to raise raise the voice a small bit, that's for having a fresh voice because they're only in it for the right reasons. Guys. That's, but, that's and the main Petty, just to. Just to say, Petsy, you're talking about bringing in outside men. It just looks to me, from the looking in, that I don't think an outsider or an outside man is welcome. That maybe that the power might be shifted from the power base of the committees or whatever. Maybe I'm wrong now, but you know that there's a lot of uh, thinking has to be done, not only from on the players or the management, but at board level as well. I think it has to come uh, across the, across the, across the board. It does. It does. It has to. They have to. You know, after the season over, I think. I think people have to really sit down and put their heads together. And yes, that comes from everybody, and, and that has to come as well. Clubs have to demand that as well. Uh, Leo and Pat. I mean, that you know, the scalpel gun laws, the in the mornings, that the, the people in the top table uh, and clubs are asking questions. Where are we actually going? And as soon as the questions are asked, it's maybe the questions have been asked at the moment that you know people got to kind of free in the theatre to push on and 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 run the the Kamogi bit. And it, it just just saw and maybe backwards a bit. Look at I suppose we'll have to wait and see what what happens out of it. But does, does, it, it, it's a big, 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 big winter ahead for Clare Camogie and where and where to go. And Petsy, finally, you know, before we go away from the Camogie, there's the big game, Dal Ireland quarter final today. And realistically, in in this competition, the, the games are only maybe starting. Maybe at semi final stage, you'd find the Group M's running on the event, and 
you know, you learn nothing from it. Clare have won the league. They beat Entrum, a team that turned them over in that Ireland semi-final last year. They're probably the only two competitive games that's really got this year. You know, you, they need to be getting out of that division sooner rather than later because realistically the teams that are lifting it are, are a non-entity really. And, you know, to improve not only themselves but the team above it, they need to be getting out of it sooner rather than later. Oh, absolutely. And that's what the management want, obviously. I mean, the management want, you know, to, 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 to get him out of that junior level, obviously, get to day in Crow Park, you know, lift the trophy, bring it home, and then move on to the next level. Because at the moment, like, it's, it's you know, they, they are a, a cut above, you know, and look at, as I say, a lot of the teams that they've, that they've, that they've turned them over the last few years, you know, the, the, the Antrim is, they're steadily progressing there as well, you know, so they're, they, they, you know, they're playing a quarter final in the, in the championship there, you know, today as well, you know, so they're playing temporary, you that's know, right. so there's, there's, teams, there's teams out there progressing away, you know, even downward progression. There's only a couple of teams that have kind of regressed. I think uh, Offaly probably have regressed a bit, and, and probably Limerick are kind of kind of flatlining a small bit as well. You know, so Clare got to make sure that they're not flatlining. You know, I'm just saying at the senior level at the moment, but I'm just saying to get out of that junior level and to, and, to, and to push it forward, which is which is crucial. Which we expect them to get over the line today. And then, like I said, maybe the championship starts getting a bit more competitive after that. Yeah, in, indeed, and that's we wish them the very best to look up there in Clare today in their in their uh, quarterfinal again, Kevin. Petty. And and quick as we, we, we the clock is moving on us. There's a small matter of two All Ireland semi finals this weekend. Your thoughts on Nimerick and Galway first of all uh, later on uh, this evening in Crow Park prior to the the big or, or, or the one that we really have an interest in in Clare and Kilkenny tomorrow. Your thoughts on Nimerick and Galway this evening, Patsy? Yeah, Josh, really looking forward to this. And this is this is this is a, this is a cracker. I. Uh, I, I suppose looking back at the Tipperary Galway game, I would have fancied Galway, and that's that's to be honest with you. I, I thought Tipperary were a small bit overrated, and I think Galway were coming in after a very heartbreaking defeat in the final, and I'm sure they wanted to to try to to, to try and, and and you know obviously stay alive in the championship. I mean, it was a big game for Henry Shefflin as well. I mean, if Henry had had got turned over by Tipperary, I suppose the the old heads would be the heads in Galway, which 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 rolled very easy up there at times. They'd probably be rolling a bit more. So look at I think Henry has a big one, big one on his hands today. But I think the position. Of, of Carl Mannion as sweeper the last day against Tipperary was really a, a master stroke and I thought he really dictated the, the game and kind of put Galway in great positions when he got the ball he wasted very little and I think if they, if they do that again today you know that might stop the, the supply into, into Alan Gillan and, and Seamus Flanagan because all he was doing was looking over his shoulder the last day in the, in the, in the Tipperary game to make sure the likes of Kehoe and Jake Morris didn't get ball and in fairness he did, he did it well but also you have to give credit to the Galway, the Galway forwards who put pressure on the Tipperary backs to give no no outlet for the easy ball and I think I think Galway are in for a big game today I, I'm I'm leaning towards Galway for the last since I saw him against Tipperary and I stick I stick with that for the upset today I think missing Sean Fain and obviously Declan Hannon for Limerick it's going to be a big blow for them to have missing two top class backs like that and it's not been sour grapes against Limerick or anything like that I just think Galway's time is now but obviously and you know yourselves lads and all the people listening Galway are going to have to close out the game if they're leading by a few points I mean they can't do it again what they did against Tipperary that game should have been over over and out and yeah, with a couple of minutes to go there was only a point in it and Galway had to go up the field and get a couple of great scores from, from Tom Monaghan to really seal it so Galway have, have, have a little bit ahead of steam here I'm sure they're going in with a, with a, with a real confidence about them and I think you know people would have looked at the game last year as well and thinking Galway should have pushed over the line but just got caught I suppose late on if Galway can get rid of that the so-called yips at the end of the game and maybe drive on with a few scores from the likes of a Tom Monaghan or someone else coming off the bench I mean I think Galway have a serious chance today and I think Galway could be, could, could be on the road up for the All-Ireland on the 23rd of July. And uh, one person. I'm inclined to agree with you a bit. I, I just think, uh, Patsy, a lot of people are talking about that Gal- or that Limerick will have a plan to, to curb the influence of uh, 
Conor Whelan and Corbett's reply to him maybe and I'd say that might be true but the only thing I noticed the last day was the likes of uh, Keenan Fahey and, and Kevin Coney and those lads mightn't be the classiest tullers in the world but they're big strong men able to win ball and able to able, able to engage back so Limerick will have enough to do to watch those lads like Concanon as well so maybe to be a day that the other lads might stand up and, and Limerick just can't concentrate on Whelan alone Oh, you you give you give three names there. I mean, and and, and don't forget Evan Nyland. Like he's missing nothing from freeze either. Yeah. You know, so the, this is this is crucial. Concanon was a little bit quiet against Tipperary, now. Was, but he, yeah. he, 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 a little bit quiet. But he's still a fine fine player. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Fahey centre forward was was outstanding. Actually, to be honest, with you. he was he, he he was he was very very busy all the way through. You know, and and Young Cooney there on the corner. He was a real live wire. Cause cause um, I think it was Mikey Breen there. Untold problems there in the in the, in the first half. And that's a perfect outlet because Connor William would need someone to, to kind of you know take, take the, the little bit of heat yeah. off him on the inside line but don't forget Wheeler can go to the outside line as well like he did in Leinster final and cause, cause rack out in the, in the half hour then as well you know so Connor, Connor is finding form he's got two men in the match performances I mean I think Galway are in, are, in, are in great shape here they have the strength they have the physicality down, down, down the middle as well you know so Limerick will need it all Limerick are probably a little bit fresher I suppose coming, coming off the, an, an, extra, an extra break but uh, it should be it should have make a cracker this will go down to the wire again but it should you know and Petsy, the big game of the weekend is definitely the Clare, or from our point of view, is the Clare Kilkenny game. And how do you see this one penning out, Petsy? Are Clare going to make it to the Ireland final for 2023? Well, sure. Look, we, we all hope, we all hope and pray. We, we do. I mean, look at when we look back to 12 months ago. I mean, we were we were nearly we were nearly starting the, the engines at half time. It was so bad, you know. So look, we 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 don't expect anything to anything of the sort like that. Um, uh, or this year, guys, we we expect a real close championship, hard fought encounter. You know, we we we're expecting Clare to have a performance in Crow Park, which they normally do up until last year. So look, Clare getting the Crow Park, they always love it. We're in good form in the forwards, especially you know Shane O'Donnell's, uh, you know the Tony Tony Kelly's, you know David Fitzgerald seems to got back a bit of form as well. You know, so we're 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 we're, we're looking at. I mean, a real attacking scoring game, in my view. So hopefully, you know, we can we can get the scores up 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 top. But I'd be a small bit worried that the inside line could be a little bit vulnerable to to maybe some 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 heavy hitters from 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 Kilkenny coming in. You know, Adrian Mullen probably probably back. Owen Cody in great form in the Leinster final. Big Walter putting in a performance. You know, rolling back the years as well. Don't forget Richie Hogan on the bench as well. I mean, Richie's Richie's in back there just to just to warm a bench. He's there for a bit of experience to come in and cause a few problems on 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 maybe you know an Adam Hogan or, or maybe a, a Rory Hayes or something like that. You know, so. Look, we don't know the, the issue with Conor Cleary. He's been very quiet at the moment. Wouldn't it be great news if you know the, the stadium announcer announced Conor Cleary starting and instead of last year having the, the, the pin bust yeah. of John Conlon not starting, True. that we'd have a small bit of positivity going into, going into the game as Clare fans. You know? So we're all hope, hopeful and praying. Um, we, we're going to need to tighten up lads. You know, we're going to need to be very economical with the ball as well. You know, we're going to need our half-back half line, Jim Ryan and, and, and Dave McInerney, hopefully, to, to, you know, to, to start pinging in a, a bit of low ball as well. We won't get away with, 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 with Shepard in high ball like we did last year into Peter. That's the only food and drink that likes of Hugh Lawler uh, uh, and Tommy Walsh and these guys. You know, David Blanchfield, they're all well able to, to, to ping a high ball, catch it, and we don't need that. We need low ball, get into the channels, and, and let Mark Rogers scale, let David Fitzgerald, you know, he's well able, Tony Kelly, Shane O'Donnell, take it on, and, and let's see, can we get some scores on the board? And Patsy, at the end of the day, are we going to be in the All-Ireland final, Patsy? I, 
I'll go. I'll go with it. I think. I think we can. We can. We can get out. Get out on a, a high scoring shootout. I just hope, Leo, that we can. We can. We can get off to a good start. We don't need to do what we did last year. I know eleven two was was a was a was a, that was that was was very unusual for Clare. But even going into a six or seven 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 two hole or something like that, we need to get off to a good start. Get the Clare crowd in. We're going to be outnumbered, Kilkenny, three or four to one. Let's get the Clare crowd into it with a couple of scores early, and hopefully, you know, the crowd can carry us over the line. And to look at if it's a Clare Galway or Clare Limerick all Ireland final, sure we won't care. Look, we'll, 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 we'll rely on we'll rely on Scalas Bay to get us a couple of tickets for that. <laughs> well, Petsy, I know you'd have the final shot. As always, Petsy, good to hear your views here on Scalas Bay Cruise Radio. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. And look, we will talk to you again as we've got a preview of all Ireland final in two weeks' time. Thanks a million, Petsy. Thank you very so much. Petsy. Appreciate Thanks, it. Sir. Thank you. Okay, God bless. Okay. And once again, thanks for Patsy Fahey taking the time to talk to us. And now we move uh, to the, up the road and we're going to get the view from the tribesmen and, and men. We're going to talk to men well-versed in all about hurling and uh, Galway and all over, men who's represented the county at all grades and has been involved, is involved in coaching up there. It's Andy Cohen. Andy, you're welcome once again. Scarpe Community Radio. Good evening. Thanks very much Andy. for the for the invite onto on the program. Good Andy, I know, you, I know, you, I know, time is is a constraint for you now as you're here getting ready to hit for 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 uh, for Crow Park for the semi final. You're taking on the reigning All Ireland champions, uh, Andy. And what's your thoughts going into this evening's game? Yeah, look, I suppose kind of in the Galway side of things, like we're we're kind of heading to Crow Park to even know, and we're kind of saying. If we knew what goal was about to show up, we kind of have a better idea of what's going to happen later on. You know what I mean? That's 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 an issue going on for a few years now, Wendy. In fairness, Galway, which Galway will show up? I mean, it's going on for probably twenty years plus, um, and it's it still is, it's still it that, it's still kind of an issue in Galway, isn't it? It is because you know if you're if you're if you're judging their form from the entire year, and I suppose if you focus on the championship in the past whatever six five six weeks. Um, you know, if you're if you're if you're going on the Leinster final performance, you you definitely you you know what's coming there. If you're going on part of the Tipperary performance, you know you can see what could be coming there. But it's 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 really been quite an up and down year for them overall. So that's kind of why the kind of apprehension is a bit heading up this evening is that we don't know which goal is going to turn out. I suppose you have a fair idea what what Limerick will turn up. Uh, I suppose they've been turning up pretty similarly for the last uh, five, four or five years, and they, and um, obviously short a couple of major players, particularly defenders. So that must possibly increase your chances of performing a bit better maybe up front. It is like yeah, you you kind of have to. I suppose you do have to look at the positives and say like that. If we can even get any bit of a performance at all, even another ten percent above of what we played with Tipperary. And then, like you said, with Limerick adding in the fact that they're missing some really influential players, um, you know, I think I definitely think whatever about even the the, the star names up front, I would uh, my own opinion would be that Sean Finn I think is probably the biggest loss for Limerick because he needed so much there in that defence. He he really took on the key men, the danger men in the inside lines. He said the likes of Jake Morris and that. Because um, you see what he did to him in the league final earlier on this year. He he or not this, not the league final, um, that was Kilkenny. Um, they played Tipperary around this year and Sean Finn really nailed down Jake Morris yeah, semi-final so yeah. him missing him missing from that Limerick full back line is, is to me probably the bigger key loss compared to like the Keane Lynch or even Declan Hannon yeah and I suppose maybe I'm, I'm looking at Declan Hannon myself uh, Andy this year and I thought he'd maybe playing better hurling than he'd ever played unfortunately for Limerick he's not able to last the, the, the 70 minutes and I thought maybe that in the half back line, the, when he goes, when he has gone off injured in both games, 
they get very, very disorganised. He's a great organiser. Maybe that's his strength, Andy. He is definitely. You're right. It probably is his strength because you know he's not he's not overly dominant like as a six. You say even going back to to Shawnee McMahon, like you know where he's underneath every drop and ball, or he's he's planting his feet and you know from a hundred yards. He's like he's not he's not really that dominant, but he pops up every now and again supporting the midfielders, taps it over the bar from sixty yards. Do you know what I mean? But like you said, he reads and he organises everything. He's half back, he's half forward in the back there, sweeping up and covering. So someone needs to direct that. And I suppose being a good captain, the Hannon is like he's probably been doing that without too much broadcasting really over the years. Yeah, and Andy, I suppose looking, I suppose this evening really is all about Galway, really. And as you said, if you knew what Galway was going to turn up, it would be great. They're due a big one, Andy. And you know, Brian, or Henry Shefflin rang the changes the last day. He's kind of gone back now to he let made three or four changes and. This time, maybe the bench looks stronger. You know, let's come off. He proved his point against Tipperary the last day. And I think, in fairness, him, the bench has scored. And I'm not sure what the total they've scored all year coming off the bench. Maybe some of the matches were over before they came on. But is it... Are people in Galway... Do they sense that the best Galway team has gone out, Andy? Um, I suppose, in fairness to Sheffield and, and, and the management team, like, after the Leinster final, they made the changes because they really had to. Um, you know, Conor Cooney kind of just hasn't been fired and as good as he's. And everyone says kind of here in Galway that he's he's club form compared to his inter county form. You know, he's just kind of found it hard for us to get going at different points this year. He was changed out for the Tipperary game. Tom Monaghan, who kind of struggled in that Leinster final as well, he was changed out, but then had a massive impact when he came in from the bench, like you said. And that's really a main kind of a key part of of, of inter county hurling is that it, it's a 78 minute game nowadays. And you need to have that kind of influence with, with 55 minutes on the clock. Um, so maybe, you know, the few changes that he made, Keenan Vahey hurled very well in that Tipperary game. He was very unlucky for a goal chance at the very Correct. end. Um, obviously, Conor Whedon was fantastic in, in that Leinster final and in that game with Tipperary. Uh, and Nevin Iden, I suppose, is nailing everything from, from freeze. But if you kind of go outside those kind of main players there, kind of then names, you could really get a little bit more from the likes of Boyan and Cannon, even uh, Ronan Glenn. And, and like Kevin Cooney is, is dangerous. He hurled well for a lot of that Leinster final. But it's just to kind of get that more kind of consistency from the guys outside of the likes of Conor Whelan. Yeah, and I suppose you're, you're and even though Whelan, uh, uh, I suppose, has maybe shown a welcome return to farm maybe at the right time. And do you think maybe this Galway have timed their run perfectly this time, um, Andy? You know, okay, they they looked. No, the one thing, the one worry I would have is they looked out flat out on their feet as it turned out in the game in the game against Kilkenny in the Leinster final. They are going to have to go 75, 76 minutes later on this evening if they're going to get over the line. Thinking back even to the to the football, going back to the years there in Dublin and Mayo, and I know they played um, last weekend. I remember one year Mayo got level on 70 minutes on the clock and there was still 8 minutes to go Yes. and in that 8 minutes Dublin blitzed them and yeah. it's, it's the same with this team team you get to the 70 minute mark that's fine but you still have another round to go with say if you wanted to compare it in boxing terms yeah. you have another round to go at that point and that's where Limerick will last the pace because that's like they pulled away with 3 points in the last couple of minutes last year, last year and it correct. was really really tight David really got some great scores where they were actually very composed in keeping the ball and I think like with, with with that five extra, ten extra minutes in the game, you just kind of hope that if Galway can get that bit of consistency from nearly everybody throughout the whole game, that they could be in the shout. And Andy, 
everyone I suppose is talking about um, Glenn this year I suppose for he to clear alone but for other counties as well do you think Galway have the right man for him or do you think it's nearly more important that they protect the, the, the space in front of him as a team rather than maybe the individual marking him how, how do you think Galway will handle Glenn it's very hard to know I mean they, they, they kind of last year in that semi-final they kind of had Cahal Mangan earmarked to mark that space like you said and, and cut out that supply ball yeah. but like Gillan even in the clear game and I know hindsight is great about um, Nolan marking him and that and with Shane Amore coming on but like you know how do you actually go about it do you cut the supply out in the midfield area do you put the spare man in there do you put a spare man right in front of Gillan it's very very hard to know because you know Limerick have a time so well when to deliver that ball and on the other hand then Gillan has a time so well to know when to run he's not running when the ball might be hit he's actually he's timely he's run when yeah. he's hit like so it's it's hard to know I think Darren Marcy has hurt very very well in the last couple of games as well Jack Grealish has been steady um, so I think I think they'll actually probably go with probably Morrissey I'd say or Jack um, to kind of pick him up in the early stages because pace. it's hard to know Gareth McInerney will be more kind of a physical kind of stronger fullback. I don't know whether he really have us to kind of stick with Gillan. So he'll probably, my, he'll probably, my, he'll probably pick up Flanagan maybe, will he, Andy? I would say Flanagan, but like he's he's no slouch either. I, I think the best option would be really to kind of close down the likes of Darrow Donovan, close down um, Jim Burns, close down Kyle Hayes taking off in those runs and, and try and cut the supply really more so than trying to cut a ball that's kind of going out over your head as a, as a, as a sleeper or a spare man. And what's the feeling your own, including your own feeling, Andy, about uh, the Dahi Bork Garrod McInerney thing from before? You know, if you have the best fullback in the country potentially, uh, which I think Bork was, you know, should he have been moved, or do you think it was a, a, a good, maybe a good call on, on, on behalf of Shefflin and his uh, team? It's it's hard to know. I, I mean, I think really what goes against Garrod McInerney is that, like, for determination and efforts, you know, he's he he really does give it his all. Um, you know, but I think more he, it's his ball distribution or he's, he's kind of his, his speed of thought or how he's doing things in the field and I think that's what kind of caught him in the, in the Tipperary game he, in the first half alone I think he had maybe like four balls coming out of defence that his kind of distribution was quite poor yeah. um, but then when you compare them to Dahi like uh, Dahi's in his more tradition like, like I spoke about Sean McMahon earlier on in, mm-hmm. in the Leinster final at times there he's underneath ball uh, to me he has the best hand in goal with club hurling where he's actually He's able to catch high ball under pressure, uh, you know, a guy's hanging off him. So it's really hard to know. Like, you know, you want that number six driving out and being yeah. dominant. Um, and I think you get more of that from Dahi Burke. Um, yeah. So to me, look, it's, it's either or, really. You know what I mean? For my, I, but I, I would agree with the switch. I think Dahi Burke has been the more influential um, at six, kind of driving forward and kind of being a platform to stop that ball coming through. I think he's excellent at that. And Andy, as the time is caught up on us here, do you think that um, Galway can get, obviously again it goes back to the old adage which Galway is going to turn up? Do you think Galway can really get over the line this evening? I I actually think they can. I think they can. Um, I think the, the twenty eighteen final and the two semi finals in twenty twenty and twenty two, um, they weren't. They just weren't a million miles away. And I think that you know if they have that little bit of grit in themselves and a small little bit of you know, a determination in them and be aware that they need to go here for 80 minutes this evening, that, you know, they, they really just give it their all. They could, with the little the people that are missing for Limerick, they, I think they could get it over the line. I think they can. And the bench going to be crucial also, once again, Andy? Yeah, it's, it's, 
it's 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 again I'll, I'll keep referencing this this eighty minute game like but you need that influence coming on you need the injection on fifty fifty five minutes and I, I I think I think they might hold on to Tom Allen I think and and kind of just have that injection coming because he, he came on to a, a lot of ball there in that Tipperary game when when it was when they were really nearly of their own doing keeping Tipperary in the game but he, he did nail those chances at crucial times and I think if if, if the game opens up um, at that point in the second half. Um, I think it could suit the likes of Tom Monaghan and, and Roland Lennon could get onto that ball as well too um, so definitely the need to kind of have that kind of influence coming in at that point in the game and Andy finally before we let you go does the small matter of the other semi-final tomorrow Clare and, and, and Kilkenny in 30 seconds give you a synopsis and your view on who you think is going to get through um, I think with kind of with what Clare showed in that Munster final I know they had a, kind of a nothing game against Dublin the last day they still have to get through it I think what they showed in that Munster final and going on what their performance was last year in that semi-final with Kenny I, I think they're going to come out with the with, with all guns days and I really give Clare the, the, the nod on that one because that team has basically been there since 2018 really when they went to that replay with Gore in the semi-final and I think now is the time for them to really have that that day in the sun so I think it's going to be clear and, and plus I want to get that revenge for the, the 1995 semi-final <laughs> um, long memories so down there as a child as a young man now that broke my heart so I, I'm just having uh, envisions of, of Galway getting revenge in the final this year so I, I really want Claire to make it as well I tell you we'd look forward to Claire Galway uh, our, our Ireland final and some crack it, around Garton I tell you there'd be some crack around, around South Galway and, and, and that White Kids, yeah. and, and Kilnane and White and all to, that exactly we'd have to make it we'd have to make it a lot longer show anyway definitely definitely we'd have to do we'd it have it, to we'd, we'd have to do it in Woodford come here Andy as always good to talk to you and thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Scarab Bay Christmas Radio safe journey and we wish Galway all the best of luck later on this evening and the same to you guys tomorrow thanks very much for having me on good morning Andy, Andy. Slong Gafal good to have you again and once again thanks to Andy Cohen for taking the time to talk to us and now we move on to our game of, of the weekend and no better man to give the view from Northside and to give an honest appraisal of what to expect in Crow Park tomorrow we're joined by our regular analyst uh, from Northside is Adrian Ronan Adrian you're welcome once again how are you doing how are you Adrian good now thanks Adrian, it's a kind of a deja vu. We're back to the same four semi-finals last year. Although I think this has changed the the, the date we're playing on, the, on 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 tomorrow. And Mir, what are you expecting? We're hoping up here that it won't be much the same as what last year. We'd imagine to be a lot closer this time, Adrian. Yeah, well, you'd imagine straight away that uh, Clare have learned a lot from last year. You know, certainly Munster took an awful lot out of Clare last year. Um, Tony Kelly being injured, John Conlon not being available. Um, they were obviously huge bearings on the, on the Clare performance last year. That's not the case. They're going in more measured, more calmer, and obviously hurling more uh, better than last year, um, it would seem. I'm still confused about our uh, farm and Leinster's farm. If you look at the the form of Leinster and Munster. Look, Munster has been all. There's been the high-profile games, the atmosphere, the crowds, the matches. The you know it's all Munster and Leinster. Outside of those Leinster final in the second half, Kenny and Galway has been relatively a bore. So it's very confusing the year so far. And then you see the annihilation that Clare gave Dublin, um, and Kenny struggled against Dublin only six weeks ago. So if you're trying to analyse a game based on form and trying to analyse it based on the last few weeks. The only measurement that I can see is Dublin and Kenny, Dublin and Clare 
Clare annihilated Dublin. Kilkenny didn't and couldn't. So does that mean Clare ahead of us? Not as easy as we all know. That's not the case. But Clare annihilated Dublin. Um, Cleary, without McInerney, without uh, McCarthy, and um, uh, so that's a worry, I suppose, for Kilkenny, based on the form of the last six weeks. Kilkenny's form against Dublin was very ordinary. Clare against Dublin was uh, excellent, but as we all know, it's not as easy as that analyzed game. So based on that recent form, you'd say Clare have a a lead on us at this stage. But as we all know, and I'm sure we'll mention it and talk about injuries are massive sports sets in both camps and who's available and who's not is obviously going to be the big question come ten to three or half three on tomorrow. There's no doubt about that. But you're looking at forum, Adrian, all year. And I know, look at the Munster Championship has been the higher profile uh, given the closest games and you said all the, the crowd atmosphere, the whole lot. Kilkenny have probably been the most consistent team along with Limerick this year. They were Now they got to the league final. Okay, Limerick turned them over in the league final. They've won the next competition up to the Insta final. We're now into the, the All-Ireland series. Kilkenny always seem to maybe get better as the year goes on and of course, there was a time before when the, the Kilkenny would be getting ready for, for for the first weekend in August when the semi-finals. Now, of course, it is the first weekend. It's a, it's a month earlier, first weekend in, in July. Um, as you said, Adrian, injuries are going to be crucial. Board camps are keeping the cards very close to their chest. Um, Clare are wondering whether Cleary or Conlon. Looks like Conlon is going to make it. There's a doubt over Conlon Cleary, you know, with that shoulder injury. Okay, much the same below Uncle Kinney with their injuries. I suppose Adrian is only going to come to throwing time when we're going to know exactly what's going to go on. Yeah, even with the team's announcements, there'll still be doubt because there'll be a bit of game playing going on, nothing sure of it. So, look, the injuries, as we said, have a major bear on how the outlook of the game is. It's probably be easier to make a, a fair assessment of uh, both teams' chances uh, if you knew by about uh, half three, ten to four tomorrow of actually who's playing. But as I said, we're only going on farm. And um, while you mentioned about being consistently, Kenny, I think you've been very nice to us down here um, when you consider the opposition. The opposition that we've had to play, uh, spade a spade, have been ordinary in comparison to the competition and the monster competition. So, look, we're very confusing to Kenny. We still don't know how good or bad we are. Like, we had an eight-point lead against Galway thrown away and got caught, nearly got caught, shall we say. Um, and beat Galway uh, we weren't sure of Galway's form and then Galway come along and give a tip a trimming and should have beaten by more so you're trying to read into the fact and we're trying to believe now since the Tipperary Galway match that maybe Leinster Hurland isn't as bad that Galway were actually decent and are actually good and maybe we're not too bad so in the last I suppose immediately after the last weekend's or quarterfinals the Kenny public started to believe that maybe, gee, maybe we're not so bad after all. Look at what Galway did to Tipperary. So maybe, you know, we have a chance. But so we're a little bit... Sorry. As I said, yeah. we're still confused, but um, we're, li- we're, we're more hopeful than we were after the Leinster final. But another, another um, aspect has been taken into consideration, um, um, Adrian, is that despite the fact that Munster has the glamour ties and the, and the big championship games and crowds, as we said... Uh, when it comes to an All-Ireland semi-final in Croke Park, Kilkenny, regardless of who's managing them, regardless of who they're playing, they have a lot more experience of dealing with that kind of situation. Even if you leave out last year out of it completely, Clare are in this situation once in the blue moon. Kilkenny are there practically most years. 
And I mean, that, I think that, that overcomes a lot of the issues about a soft Leinster Championship or in e- easy matches. The know-how that's there, I mean, Lean will have will have inherited players and, and the Cody way anyway. So, th- you know, Kilkenny can handle that so well. And, and even last year, as we said, it was maybe a bit freakish in a way that way the game went. But you know how to handle these occasions. And that's a major factor, regardless of form. Yeah, you're right. Look, I mean, the journey to Crow Park is very familiar to Kilkenny public supporters, players. And management, you know what I mean. So look, you're an hour and a half, two hours up the road. We do it every year. We're fortunate in that Ballyhale do it often as well. There's five, maybe six of the Ballyhale uh, lads possibly start. There's ten or eleven of them on the panels. So there's a familiarity with the, the process for sure. And look, whatever it is about uh, Kilkenny and Kilkenny supporters, uh, we seem to be very. What's the word? We don't have that chant. We don't have that. Uh, as we often mention on radio, we don't have that tip, 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 tip crack that our neighbours have. <laughs> and sometimes people carried away with that chant. We're more measured, more calmer. And look, you look at the, you know, even the the, the last match, uh, Tip and Clare, like the crowd that he brought, the supporters, the Clare people, the Clare public. I mean, we all know you love your music, but by that, the, the crowd, if it was the supporters alone uh, at this stage and supporters were going to win a championship, but Clare so demonstrated like, their love of the hurling, their love of Clare hurling and their, their ambition to win is second to none. And that can, of you, as you said, can bring a certain element of pressure on players as well. So, yeah, that probably is a factor. But yes, and we are more familiar, we are more familiar with the surrounds. We have a winning mentality. We have that kind of belief that a better team in Crow Park. We are more familiar with Crow Park. So, yeah, that has to stand to us for sure. It has to stand to us. And Adrian, looking at the Kilkenny team, and you know there has been injuries. Adrian Mullen was out, has been out. Richie Reid has been out. Do you see Martin Keown is also injured? Do you see many changes to the Kilkenny team from the team that started the last day in the Leinster final? Yeah, again, uh, it's been kept very tight and quiet, um, uh, like it has been the last few years, because obviously there's no open training, social media, and the the the, the keyboard warriors, the gadgets and bluffers, they come over at all sorts of. Or, uh, malarkey um, but listening to the people that are close to them getting a few little nuggets of information um, it looks like Mullen has every chance um, Richie Reid has every chance their expectation is uh, Adrian Richie Reid will play and start uh, the doubt is Matthew Keown uh, so of the three lads that we're more concerned with Keown is the, uh, the biggest uh, threat uh, and Mullen and, and Reid should start Um so again, uh, in, the, in, in this modern game, again, regardless of the team that's picked and announced, there's still tweaks and changes. As we know, every team that Kilkenny match would doubt this year, there was possibly one, if not two, changes. There was three or four below in Wexford uh, of the team that was named and in the program and announced on the Friday and the night or the Saturday night. So look, there's a game being played by both sets of groups and management. It's probably no different again for tomorrow. Uh, but I expect Adrian Mullen and Richie Reid to play. I don't expect Mossy Keown to play. Um, Again, that's only the vibes and this and what we're hearing. This time last year, Adrian, uh, Claire went up with, with, with great confidence to the, to the, to the semi-final. We, we, you know, OK, we were lucky to get over Wexford in the quarter-final, but everyone thought, look, we had our mojo back and we were going and we were absolutely capitulated in, in, in Crow Park. Obviously, the loss to John, of John Condon was, was significant in that. This time, I think, Adrian, Claire are more measured in their approach going up and even though they, they lost the, the Munster final, there seems to be a, a bit more air of calm of, of Clare going up this time and maybe we're, we're hopefully we're expecting and we we need a much better performance. 
Yeah, well, I suppose um, looking in from where we are, I don't think Clare got unduly worried about a Munster Championship. Yeah, it'd be lovely to win and win the Munster final, but at the end of the day, they were still in a, a, um, a, an All Ireland Championship, and that opportunity to win Munster was gone. So that grow and that passion to win the Munster, I'd say, wasn't as heavy weighted on the on the Clare lads. And as you rightly said, um, Brian Lone is a very obviously uh, clever man, brilliant, brilliant hurler, of course. Um, so he can't afford to have these guys caught up in um, uh, like they did last year. Something went wrong last year, of course. Conlon's loss was massive. Um, uh, the replacements obviously didn't do well in the day. And look, the fact that Tony Kelly just had one of those off days, you know, in fairness, Mikey Butler did brilliant on him. Kelly scored three four the last day. We we'll all expect Mikey Butler to fall in, but for surely, but to God. Uh, Brian Lone is not going to start him in a normal position. He's going to try and make it surely uncomfortable for Mikey Butler and even possibly start Kelly in the middle of the field at some stage, put him on the edge of the square yeah. or whatever. But, um, you know, so there'll be a huge expectation of Mikey Butler. Quite, he had a very good year in him last year. He has struggled a little this year. And as we know, uh, in the league final again, uh, Limerick struggled against Gillan for a while when he was on him. Um, so, look, it's a big ask for the young lad. He's only 20 years of age. He had an exceptional time, as I said. So the Kelly factor, the Conlon factor last year were massive losses to E. They're now back and in form, we think, and we'll expect. But that's a huge plus to E, uh, I believe, and I think that's a huge plus to Clare, um, and has to be. And the fact, I think I always believe in this one, myself, the hurt of losing and the hurt of losing, having that in your bag and addressing them going out, I think that brings a huge steelness to a group, and it should give a huge steelness to a group to have something to aim for and play for, the fact that you were hurt so last year, you know, and the performance wasn't just good enough, you know, and this Clare group have been so together for so long and Lone has, has been with him now for the last past four years and been so close. Um, you know, I'm expecting huge things out of Clare, but as we keep going and saying back, injuries are massive to this group uh, of Clare players. If Clare have everybody, if Clare have Cleary back, if they have uh, McInerney back, Conlon back and McCarthy back, well, then I think you're in a very strong position. I think we're in trouble. So, will they all be back? We have to believe some of you lads down there. You're all telling me lies. So none of them are going to come back. But um, I expect at least three of them. And I know the way you're laughing. I take all four will be back tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Adrian, just a quick one there. Um, I read something during the week about you know efficiency in shooting. And, and I think Claire's percentage of efficiency over a number of games now is between 30 and 40%, which is sounds atrocious. And it is. And that Kilkenny is somewhere, and, and I'm not cutting making this up. Kilkenny is somewhere between yeah. sixty and seventy, sixty to seventy-two or three, you know, depending on. But um, mm. and th- that's if we go out to Croke Park and, and we, we we're putting over one third of our chances, we're not going to win. And and it's an issue that needs to be addressed. I think from a clear point of view, uh, it can be an issue for Galway as well. I think off and on. But um, you know, in, in Kilkenny, how how that efficiency of striking is is amazing. And and you know, how how, is, how was it arrived at? Um, I suppose it's decision making I suppose to be fair to the Kilkenny players if there's one thing if you look at some of their players now this is not taking any criticism off the, from the Clare perspective but if I was looking in from the outside the decision making of some of the Clare players during the Munster Champs this year they tend to go for this long spectacular yeah. shot work yeah. some days you know what I mean and Jim Ryan has done that in some days and Kelly's brilliant but sometimes the decision making is often incorrect I think for Clare when you have someone like Rodgers and O'Donnell inside and mm-hmm. playing a two-man full forward line I can't understand why 
90% of you not going down into the corners, cross field ball, 10 yards in front of them. Like, I mean, why would you have someone? Because let O'Donnell be as good as he is and Kelly be as good as he is in the air. But Rogers has the makings of a leading player and a marquee for He's bringing form and I know you know a lot more than I do about him. But then I see him, I think there's more in him every day and I don't think he's getting enough quality ball. So I think the decision-making out of the player wise at some cases, and if you notice, I think the last day against um, against Dublin in the first half, there were just aimless yeah. half chances. And then in the second half, they started to play a few decent ball into the likes of um, Rodgers and them. And then you have the Duggan inside and Shannon, so you can play it either way, what way. So one thing about the Kilkenny team, if you look at it, and I don't know whether it's good or bad, Donnelly doesn't go for his scores. Donnelly is a playmaker, a grafter, great risk. Billy Ryan is the same. For some reason, they lack movement. And then it's left very quickly. Then it narrows down your options. They're trying to get the ball to TJ. They're trying to get on Cody. And that's not always a good thing. And then we've struggled all year in the middle of the field. So we haven't a settled midfield. You look at that midfield battle. You look at the permutations. And I think on tomorrow and Sunday, like, I think a lot will depend on our midfield. Our midfield has struggled all year. We've had five, if not six, different partnerships in most, if not all, our in championship matches. You've Malone and Fitzgerald all year. Fitzgerald getting better and stronger. Malone being very good the last day again. And I think, you know, when we start analysing all the different places and what, you know, I think the player forwards are very strong. I think they'll have a, a charge on us. I think both sets of forwards might depending on who Claire have and don't have, I think both sets of forwards have, have the ability to, to beat their respective backs. But it's in the middle of the field for me that sometimes is bypassed. I think Claire have a huge advantage because we've been so unsettled. So that's why I think our midfield is massive on Sunday. And as I said, back to what you said about efficiency and decency, if we win that battle in the middle of the field, we tend to, to be fair to us, we try and get the ball into the, into the right lads at the right time. We tend to pass it a little bit more and tend to play more as a team. It seems that's what it seems. Now that's the only answer I have for that. Yeah, and hopefully we'll we'll get our passes and everything in, in here in right order in Crop Park tomorrow. And look, we wish both Claire and Kilkenny the very best. Look, Adrian, the time is cut up. Us and for, for before we let you go, the small matter of the game later on this evening in in Crop Park, Henry Shefflin's Galway coming up against the reigning All Ireland champions Limerick. How do you see this one panning out, Adrian? I know it's an afternoon gig here and I have no drink in me, I swear. Um, <laughs> but um, I think I give Galway, as it gets closer, I give Galway a great chance. Now, I don't know why I'm saying that. I was down in Limerick uh, last weekend and I was circling listening to the Limerick lads. And to be fair, they're not buzzing like they are. They are a concern. They're not going as well as they'd like. Hannah is a massive loss. We're back to the injuries again. Uh, Finn is obviously a massive loss. Yes, they have great replacements, but they're still leading players. I go back to our own time when we played you in 1997. We lost our full back and our full forward. You can't afford to lose those big marquee players and still expect the same results as much as you wish you have the panel. But Justin tells me I just give Galway a great chance. They surprised me, really surprised me against Tipperary. And just maybe, oh, have a thing on Limerick. And Limerick are not home now. It's hard to believe that. Everything will have to go well for Galway. Limerick will have to be off form. But that's possible. So maybe if I have a bit of loyalty to Henry, maybe that's good. Give, give Galway a great chance. Great chance. I wouldn't a month ago, but I do now. Would you believe it, Adrian? We've had three uh, different individuals on um, analysing the games tomorrow and all have gone for Galway. Interesting, yeah, that's true. So, any, any interesting All have went for Galway. All have yeah. gone for Galway, yep. Yeah. 
That's an interesting viewpoint. And Adrian, as always, good to hear your view here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. We hope that we'll be getting you back for the All Ireland final in two weeks' time when it is Clare versus whoever. As a neutral. Well, I hope I hope it'll be taking Kenny. <laughs> it'll be Edwin as always good to take the time to talk to us here on Scarif Cave Cruise Radio and we wish you all the very best look for the weekend Thanks and likewise buddy Thank you Thanks a minute And that concludes our sports on show here today on Scarif Cave Cruise Radio on 88.3 FM 92.7 FM in association with their credit union My thanks as always to co-presenter Pat McNamara Thanks to our guests Patsy Fahey Andy Cohn and Adrian Ronan and we wish all the teams the very best of luck and we wish all you supporters travelling to Dublin for a weekend safe journey and hope you live an enjoyable week- weekend thanks also to Jim Collins in the control tower without him we wouldn't have a programme and thanks very much to you for tuning and listening we hope you enjoyed the programme and all that remains is me Leo Dial until we meet again Bannock Day August Lawn.